Thanks for listening to our sermons from Southbridge Fellowship. For additional resources or service information, visit us online at sfchurch.com. Good morning, Southbridge. Uh, I hope that you're all having a wonderful morning this morning. I hope you're all having a wonderful day. And I want you to know today that wherever you're watching this, whether you're in your living room with your family, uh, whether you're in the kitchen making pancakes, getting your praise on, or even if you're hid away from your kids in the closet just trying to get to church, I want you to know today is the day that the Lord has made, and we can rejoice and be glad in that. Amen. Amen. It's it's a strange season that we're living in right now, am I right? It's, it's strange that I, I can't see your guys' faces. Um, it's strange that I'm in my home recording this and you're in your home watching this. It's strange for me to, to be staring at a camera and not seeing your guys' faces. However, I'm so thankful and I'm so grateful that we live in a time where this is even possible, that through technology that we are able to stay in connection with one another and we're able to use creative ways to continue to preach the gospel and to reach people that we've never reached before. I, I, I do, however, miss the fact uh, that, that, that we're not in person. I miss the fact that I can't make you guys feel uncomfortable and make you turn to the person sat next to you. For those of you that know me, I like to interact with you guys and I like to get you guys to turn to one another. And it makes probably half of you, if not more, super uncomfortable. But I love that and I miss that. And so uh, during this, this strange season, will you guys, will you guys work with me? Um, even though we can't turn to each other in person, uh, wherever you're watching, this. Can, can you go ahead and type it in, in the chat box, whether, whether you're watching on YouTube, uh, Facebook, on our website, on, on Snapchat, LinkedIn, MySpace, wherever you are, can you all just type, it's a strange season. It, it is a strange season, and so I just need you guys to, to work with me, and anytime during this message, if, if you want to go ahead and type a amen to something in that chat box, if you want to say a praise the Lord, or even if you want to do a fire emoji, go ahead and do that. I, I welcome that. Let's, let's, just, let's just lean into, into this time. Um, but but it, it is it's it's so true it's so it's so strange uh, walking through this season and I think as we've as we've all walked through this season we've all encountered challenges and each person has been affected differently uh, by this season. Uh, and, and, and some of us have, have lost so much during this season. I feel like we've all lost something. Um, some of us may just feel like we're losing our minds, just been trapped inside and, and going through cabin fever. Uh, some of us feel like we've lost our patience with all these Zoom calls and everything been digital. Uh, some of us feel like we're, we're losing our freedom. Some, some have lost jobs and some have lost loved ones. There's so much going on in this season, and, and it's just a strange one to walk through. But, but I want you to know today 
that even during this strange season, our Savior is still sovereign. Amen. Even though we may be facing our own individual battles and we may feel like we're losing those battles, I'm thankful that we know the one who has never lost a battle. I'm thankful that even though things aren't the way that they've always been, things aren't the way that we're used to, I'm thankful that we know the way maker who makes a way where there seems no way. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and type that amen. Go ahead and put that that fire emoji. I have a message for us today that I feel like God has been preparing us for. You see, every time that I preach, I really try to seek after God and what He has for us in this season, in this very moment. I seek after God for a a now word, a rhema word, asking God, what are you speaking to us in this time? And I believe that this message is what the Lord has for us today. And and before I I tell you that message, before I even tell you the title of my message, I want to just do a quick recap journey over my past two sermons that I've preached here at Southbridge. Um, Because I really feel like uh, through those past sermons, God has been preparing us. God has been building something through those messages that I feel like we may have missed if, if we don't take time to reflect. So if we go back to December 29th, when we was entering into the new year, uh, God gave us a message and my title of my sermon was called Back to the Future. You guys know I try to get a DeLorean for that message, but it didn't work out. But it was called Back to the Future and it was out of the book of Joshua. And God was telling us to look back and remember his faithfulness to take time to to reflect of what God has brought us through, what God has delivered us through. But the point was to look back in, in remembrance in order to step forward into the future, back to the future. Then the last message that I preached was on March 8th. And, and this was the last week that we actually met in person on our campus as a church. My sermon title that day was TNT. Little did I know that right after that message, that's when everything was going to blow up. (laughs) But it was titled TNT because it stood for treasure and trust. And, And God was challenging us and asking us the question, what do we treasure in this life? And what are we putting our trust in? I remember saying something uh, in that sermon along the lines of most of us in this room are probably not worrying about where our next meal is coming from. However, little did I know that that very next week we'd all be worrying where our next toilet paper was going to come from. Amen. Uh, Go ahead and put a toilet emoji. Uh, I don't even know if that's a thing. Um, but, But the message was all about living free of worry, living a life free of worry. I remember saying planning for tomorrow is productive, but worrying about tomorrow is a waste. And I think through this season, we've all encountered some form of worrying about tomorrow. We've all wondered what's tomorrow gonna look like? All worrying, what is tomorrow gonna look like? We've all been worrying, when am I gonna be able to do this again? Or when am I gonna be able to do that again? We've all been worrying about how long is this gonna go on for? And we've probably all at some point in some manner asked the question, what's next? 
And that's the title of my sermon today is What's Next? Type to your neighbor, what's next? As we've all probably pondered that question of what's next, I sense that we've all probably experienced a range of emotions. From fear to frustration, from concern to confusion, from apprehension to annoyance. Again, it's, it's a strange season, and I know us as a people are all processing this differently. But I bet as we've pondered what's next, we've all said, or at least heard, at some point along the way, something along the lines of, I just can't wait for things to get back to normal. I just can't wait for things to get back to the way they were. I know that I've said it, I know that I've heard it, but I, but this past couple weeks, I feel like God has been challenging me on this. I feel like the Lord said to me, stop waiting for things to go back and start getting ready for what's next. As we continue in the series, Divine Invitation, I believe God is inviting us into what is next. God is inviting us into something new. My main point for this message, I don't have multiple points or bullet points. I just have one big point, which is this. Don't miss what God is doing now to prepare us for what is next. So go ahead and, and turn into your Bibles as we jump in here in the book of Exodus. And we're going to start in chapter 14, verse 10. Now, now, before I read this, I just want to catch you up today. For those of you that, that don't know what's been going on in Exodus up until this point, here's, here's just like on the TV shows, a previously on Exodus. Uh, and so what's been happening is Moses and the Israelites have been uh, slaves to the Egyptians and ultimately a slave to Pharaoh. God spoke to Moses and told him to say to Pharaoh, release my people. But Pharaoh didn't release them. So God showed his power in, in many signs, wonders, and, and miracles. He, he turned water into blood. He, he rained down frogs and lice and, and flies. And he started killing off livestock and boils and hails and locusts and darkness covered the land. And then ultimately, the Egyptians' firstborns started to die. Finally, Pharaoh had enough and, and he said, let them go. He, he let them go, but he quickly changed his mind. Pharaoh had a hard heart. And this is where we jump into this episode of Exodus. Moses and the Israelites are standing, stuck, looking towards the Red Sea in front of them. And Pharaoh and his army of chariots are coming behind them, hot on their tail. And the Israelites have nowhere to go. And this is where we jump in. It says in Exodus Chapter 14, verse 10. As Pharaoh approached, the, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and, and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Is it because there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us, bringing us out of Egypt? Is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness.
wilderness. You see, the Israelites have, have just been released into, into the wilderness. They've just been given uh, this freedom into a, a new season. They, they've seen God uh, move and provide and deliver them from the Egyptians in mighty ways. However, now they find themselves stuck between a rock and a hard place. They can't see past the Red Sea in front of them. And they see their enemies, the Egyptians, chasing after them. So they cry out in fear. It would have been better for us to be back in Egypt. It would have been better for us to have stayed in slavery. You see, God is leading them into something new. He's leading them to the promised land. However, right now, they're in the wilderness and they're afraid. So the only thing they can think of is, I wish we were back to what we knew. They were more comfortable with slavery because it's what they knew. Because of their fear and discomfort, they could not imagine that there could be something better. And I feel like this is what the Lord is speaking to us right now. The idea of moving into a new or the next normal makes us feel uneasy, uncomfortable. It gives us fear. But I feel like the Lord is saying what lies before us is better than what's behind. If you're not dead, God's not done. And greater things are still to come. Amen. Amen. I think that, I think that deserves a fire emoji. But, it, but it's so hard for us to move out of what we know into something new because it's uncomfortable. The Israelites continue to deal with this very thing. Fast forward, God delivered them uh, through the Red Sea. He parted the Red Sea. He made a way for the Israelites to pass through on dry ground. Once they reached the other side, he, he, he pushed down the, the sea and he took out the enemies of the Egyptians. They've seen God move in mighty ways. But yet, as we fast forward into Exodus 16, we find them still dealing with this very thing. It says in Exodus 16, the whole community of Israel complained about Moses and Aaron. If only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt, they moaned. There we sat around the pots filled with meat and ate all the bread that we wanted. But now you have brought us into the wilderness to starve us all to death. We again find the Israelites dwelling on wishing they could go back to the past. You'd think by now they, they would see that God has a plan for them. He, they've seen him deliver them time and time again. And it's now no longer the enemies that's pursuing them, but it's their very hunger. And they're getting hangry with one another. And we find them dwelling on the past still being uncomfortable with the idea that God could have something new, something better for them. We have this very nature as humans of getting stuck looking back. Looking back, thinking that the best days are behind us. If only we could get back there, striving to go back, back to the good old days. We all have this illusion that the past is greater than the present. Ah, the good old days, do you remember them? Now that seems, that seems innocent, but the problem is, is if you spend your time in the past, you miss the present. 
Too many of us are fighting to go back to what we know and we miss the present day where the fight needs to be. We miss the present day with what God could be doing. And I'm not going to lie to you, I've been a little apprehensive about sharing this word. Because I feel like it might be taken the wrong way or it might get twisted that I'm trying to say something that I'm not trying to say. But I just couldn't shake it and I had to be obedient in it. But you see, I no longer want to go back to normal. Instead, I want to step forward into the next normal that God has for us. I'm not saying that this season that we're in right now is the new normal. Don't get it twisted. I'm saying I'm excited for what's next because I believe God is doing a new thing. And, and I don't know uh, when that next season will be. I'm not trying to put a timestamp on this. But here's the thing. Whether it's one day, whether it's one month, whether it's one year, I don't want to miss us, I don't want us to miss what God has for us in this season. I think whenever we leave this, this, this strange season and move into the next, the worst thing we could do is to go back to the way things were. Just to go back to the exact same way of doing things. Now, I'm not saying that I don't want some of the things to return back to, to what we know. I, I want us to be able to hang out with friends and family again and not have this fear or worry. I want us to be able to meet together as a church body in person and worship together. I want us to be able to hold hands and pray together. You see, I, 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 don't, want, I don't want everything to change, but I just don't want it to be exactly the same as if this season never happened because I believe that God has a purpose in this pandemic and I feel like we need to tap into that. I think there are many lessons that we can learn from this lockdown and I think that if, if we do that we can step into what's next, into what's new and we can create a better normal than before. In the book of Isaiah, uh, in chapter 43, verse 16, this is God uh, talking about what he did for the Israelites, what we've just read. And it says, this is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, he who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and there, uh, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. God is reminding them of what he has done. He's reminding them of what he has delivered them from. Back to the future. Remember what I brought you from so you can step into what is next. And then he says, after reminding them of what he's done, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. What's next is something new. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God is doing a new thing. He's making a way in this wilderness. He's creating streams in the wasteland. And I think for us, if, if we take time uh, to reflect, if we take time to, to, to ponder upon this pandemic, it may have felt like a wasteland for some of us. But I think if, if we take time to, to tap into it, we've, we've probably seen many streams of water popping up all over the mist of this wasteland. 
I think some of these streams of waters that we've seen is that in this season, some of us have never spent as much time with our families than we ever have during this season. Spending more quality and intentional time with our spouses and kids and being creative with, with things we can do with one another. For me and my family, uh, we've been doing these weekly quizzes online. Uh, as most of you guys know, my family's in England. And, and so what we've all been doing is while they've been in lockdown, we've been doing these quizzes as families every Saturday. And it's been my, my mom and dad, my sister and husband, my, my cousins, my aunts and uncles. We've all been getting on together to have this time of doing quizzes together one becomes the quiz master we all answer and then we just take time to chat and to talk and to catch up I've never once done that in my life until this pandemic and, and, I, and I feel like there's something that I can learn from that ways that I can still stay connected to my family even across the distances I think some of us have, have never spoke to our neighbors the way that we spoke to them before and, and never interacted with them the way that we have during this pandemic because we have this sense of common ground that we're all in this together. I think some of us have never prayed the way we've prayed before or, or made time to read God's word like we've ever done before. And I believe during this time, we've been more creative than ever before trying to do stuff that we've never tried before because I believe that this, this lockdown has created limitation, but I believe that this limitation has created innovation. That's good. I, I feel like, let me say that again. I feel like with limitation comes innovation, new ways to, to show love, new ways to stay connected, new ways to show compassion and kindness to one another, new ways to, to just proclaim the gospel. You see, I don't want to miss what God is doing now. I don't want to miss these rivers of, of water that he's bringing in the wasteland. I think of us as a church, the innovation that we've had, just putting out resources and ways to stay connected, ways that we've never done before. And we've all just been full of grace, just trying to work our ways through this because we've never walked through this before. But moving our services to online we're now reaching people that we've never had the ability to reach before. We have, we have people tuning in from places beyond our four walls. We have people tuning in to hear the gospel in the next city, the next state, even the next country. We may not have been able to gather in person as the church, but this season has enabled us through innovation to scatter in ways that we've never scattered before. You see, I don't want to go back. I want to go forward. To what's next. Now, now hear me when I say all these things. I'm not saying that this season has been an easy one. I, I think I said earlier on, we've all dealt with a range of different emotions and struggles and, and challenges. I'm not saying that this season is an easy one. I'm not saying it's been sunshine and rainbows and it's all just been beautiful. There has been so many challenges, but here's the thing. The wilderness is never a walk in the park. I think this wilderness has made some of us weak and weary. But this wilderness forces us to now rely on not our own strength, but the strength of our Savior. And, and even though it's been a hard season, as hard as it may have been, personally, I do not want to move from this season. I want to stay in this season as long as God has me 
in this season. I don't want to move from this moment and miss what God is trying to do in this season. What he's trying to teach me, what he's trying to show me, what God is doing now. You see, the Israelites, after coming out of of slavery of Egypt, they were on their way to the promised land, but they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years because of their obstinance and disobedience to God. Don't miss what God is doing now in the season. Don't try to rush the process. We live in a microwave generation where we want everything now. You see, but but here's the thing. I, I don't want to get left behind, but I certainly don't want to rush ahead of God. I want to be by His side and walk in step with Him and what He has for us. Understand that God is not going to leave us in the wilderness. He is going to make a way, but we must first learn all that we can from this season for Him to move us into what's next. And maybe, just maybe, what's before us is better than what's behind. But we can so easily fix our attention on what we had rather than what's ahead because what we know is more comfortable than what is new. Instead of rushing to get back to the way things were, let's press into the Lord and His leading during this weird wilderness into what He has for us. You see, I'm not looking back to Egypt. I refuse to look back to Egypt. Instead, I'm fixing my eyes on the promised land and what God is doing now and the wilderness to prepare us for what's next. I believe God is, is still in the thro- on the throne in this season. I believe God is still in charge. I believe that this strange season didn't catch him off guard. I believe that he has a purpose for us even in this pandemic. We sing a song here at Southbridge called Waymaker. And and it has in the song, it says these words. It says, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. I think that is so true in this season. Even when we can't see it, even when we can't feel it, God is working. God is moving and he is making new ways. Amen. I know it doesn't look the same and I know it's different than the ways that we've always done things, but he is the way maker. Maybe God is making a new way, a greater way, a better way, but we can't see it because we're looking the wrong way. We're looking back when we should be fixing our eyes upon him towards forward to what he has next for us. God, take us to what's next. Let us fix our eyes in the right direction, in the divine direction, running towards what God has for us in this season. Pastor Dave said during his his last message that this season is, is like a roller coaster, which I think we can all agree on, but he said something along the lines of, but it's our choice if we get off this roller coaster in the exact same place in which we began. Let's not go through this pandemic and find ourselves in the same place. Let, let, let God use this time to grow us, to teach us, to mold us, to shape us into what he has for us. I think the worst thing we can do as a church is to just settle for the same old things. The same old ways of doing things because God may have been moving us into something new. Now again, hear me when I say this. 
I'm not suggesting we change everything. But here's what I'm saying is I don't want to be stuck in the past when God is calling us forward into the future. By doing that, he's preparing us in this season now. He's inviting us to forget what's happened. He's inviting us to look and to see what he's doing now. And as we press into what God has for us, and as we continue to walk forward in this strange season, I just encourage you all to remember who God is. God is a God that makes a way for his people. It may not always look like you want. It may not always be in the time that you want. But as long as you are obedient to his leading and to what he has called you to do, it doesn't matter what the situations or circumstances look like. All that matters is that we walk in tune with what God has for us. Situations and circumstances don't change who our God is. So as we begin to emerge out of this season into the next, I also encourage you to just be filled with His Spirit. Be filled with grace, forgiveness, patience, kindness, because we're all processing this differently. And as we move into what's next, there's going to be so many differing thoughts from people, differing opinions, but I just encourage you, church, to, to seek God and to put people's needs before your own. Philippians 2, 4 says, Let each of you look not to his own interests, but to the interests of others. 1 Corinthians 10, 24 says, Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Ephesians 4, 2, With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Body of Christ, I implore you as we navigate our way through this season, out of this season, into the next season, be kind, be gentle, be forgiven, and sacrifice for one another. Love one another as Christ has loved you. In doing so, we put the whole, we put the, the light of Christ on display for the whole world to see. Amen. Amen. Church, it's been so good just to, to speak to you this morning, and I do hope that uh, wherever you are, um, you, you feel loved, you feel connected, and you just know God's love for you. If this is your first time tuning in, uh, go ahead and text hello to the number shown on your screen. We want to go ahead and connect with you. If, if you want prayer or uh, you're wanting to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we still want to connect with you. We still want to walk you through that journey. So go ahead. If that's you, text prayer or text Jesus to the number shown on your screen. Southbridge, uh, we, we, I love you and I, I look forward to the day that we can all be together again. But again, in this season, let's not rush ahead out of this season and miss what God has for us now. Amen.